Did you know that if something isn't working for you, it's usually because of your thinking? And if your house isn't working for you, or parts of your house aren't working for you, it's actually because of your thinking. So today I'm here to give you permission. That's right, I'm giving you permission to think totally differently about your home and its spaces. So here we go. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Hi there. So today, there's no guest, it's just me. And actually, the format for this podcast was designed as such. I love having guests on, but I also love to come on solo every so often. And there's topics that I want to talk to you about and discuss. So today, I'm here to grant you permission. That's right. You heard me. You are going to be granted permission to do what you want in your own house. We're just going to talk about the fact that there are no big rules. And I've said it before. People seem to really block themselves and think there are these rules that they have to follow. And if they don't, I don't know, some sort of catastrophe is going to happen. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) So I'm here to tell you that we can even break rules. We can make our own rules. But I'm going to give you the approval that you need today because we all like seeking approval, don't we? It makes us feel secure. So I'm going to make you feel secure in the decisions you make with your home today. So as I mentioned, I've talked about this before, these rules that you think you have to follow. I talk about things like it's okay to mix high and lows. It's okay and very necessary for you to embrace your style, not just grab something from a picture and completely copy it. Certainly use it as inspiration, but weave in your own personal style for sure. So I've noticed in working with clients that we just seem to have these thoughts And these parameters that we set up for ourselves that really block us from living in the home that we truly desire and truly need. And those thoughts are just that. These parameters and rules are just that. They are thoughts. And I'm here to tell you today that you can change those thoughts. And I hope that you will. Because otherwise it does block you from living in the best lifestyle for your own home. And it really is just all created from our mind. If you go back to episode two that I talk about mindset in your home, I specifically explain how your thoughts create your feelings and those feelings create actions which create results in your home. So for example, if you're always thinking, I can't do this, but this is what I need, and I'm going to explain a few things in a minute, it blocks you from having the space that you truly do need. And so it means you don't take action and the result is one that's not desirable. However, if you free your mind up and you say to yourself, oh, I can change that tile out. I don't have to just sit with it because it's here. I can replace that table even though it's something that worked in the old house, but it doesn't now work in the new house. If you change your thought and open that up, you'll find that once you put in what you truly need, what works with your house and works with your lifestyle, 
the difference is astounding in how it makes you feel. It's almost hard for me to put it into words. So if we think a thought long enough, we will then just believe that it's true and it's the truth. It just becomes the truth, but it's really just a thought that's really made up. So that's really what I'm trying to get at today. So let me start with some examples. So I really love space planning. It's a bit like a puzzle and it's making sure that everything flows and fits the way it's supposed to. And really optimizing space is something I love to do. So taking existing space and saying, how can it work better? How can it flow better? How can it function better? So I really enjoy when spaces work for maximum function for you and your family. So for example, it's not just about, well, okay, that's a dining room because that's what the floor plan says. That's what's there traditionally. And so we're just going to decorate it as a dining room. We're going to put a table, a chairs, and a chandelier, and a sideboard. That may be good in some cases. However, dining rooms and living rooms, for a while now, they're becoming a little bit obsolete in the home due to lifestyle. And depending on how the home is laid out and where that room sits and the size of that room, sometimes it really can hinder more than it can help. So they're just not conducive to really how we live now and how we want to live. So I want you to feel like you can take a different perspective on your spaces and you can take a different perspective on a room like the dining room. Because what I do a lot of times at a customer is I'll review the space and I'll really sit back and I'll think about it after they've told me sort of how they live, what their lifestyle's like. I really think about it a little bit more creatively, like what could it be? What could we do with it? What are the possibilities? How would they like to use it? And those types of questions can kind of lead you to some nice and creative ideas. So we might go back to the first scenario that is more traditional, but at least we've thrown all the ideas out on the table to say, okay, oh, hmm, and maybe that is a good idea. That would work better for us. And it's something that we might not have thought of because we haven't even asked ourselves the question because we have the thought that's blocking us, the thought of what it's supposed to be. So you really want to decorate your home for how you feel. So recently, there was a client who actually had a, well, what was labeled as the dining room on the floor plan of the house from the real estate agent. And it was a really long, narrow room. It was actually labeled as dining room slash living room. You were supposed to have two of the functions in one space. The thing that was tricky about it was if you made it dining room and living room, you either would have probably a full dining room set toward the back, but definitely cramped. And then in the front near a bay window, you could maybe have two chairs and a table. So I wouldn't really call that a living room. If you reversed it and put a nice big seating area toward the back, which you could have done, not big, but you could have had a three-seater sofa and two chairs and a table and had a nice sort of living area. In the front for your dining room area, you would have only been able to put a round table with maybe six chairs. So to me, it didn't really function as both very well. But what really tilted the scale on it was off of that room where the kitchen is, it was a big open kitchen family room. And the eat-in part where you'd put your kitchen table was really big and spacious and airy and really nice. And it's the type of house where when you have people over, that is definitely where you're going to gravitate. This is a family with three kids. And then when they have people over, that other room, you're very crammed in. So again, the floor plan said living room, dining room. So she felt I have to design it as living room 
dining room. And so as we were doing the kitchen space first and we picked the table and picked the chairs, I said, tell me something. Are you really going to use that dining room for dining? Because you've got this nice big space. You can have a buffet here. You can have a formal sit down here. You could do whatever you want. And really after thinking about it, she said, no, I'm never going to go into that room as a dining room. So I released her and she kept saying, I really envisioned some built-in bookcases in that whole space. We have a piano that the kids play and having just really comfortable seating. And I said, that is how you're going to use the room. And also how nice because the family room right now is completely open to the kitchen. So it's also nice to have a seating area that is removed from that, that's comfortable, that you can relax in. And so just having that conversation and by me being able to say to her, There's no need to put a table and chairs in there that you're never going to use. You're never going to go in there. You're not going to gravitate to there. It's not really as inviting. It'd be very inviting the way you want to set it up. And so releasing her from that, she was like, wow, so I can now take all of that space and make it what I really want to make it. And I said, that's exactly what you can do. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So a second example of that is I had another client who had a spare bedroom in their home and they moved in without any furnishings for it. But the plan was they were just going to buy a bed, buy a dresser and set it up as such. As we were working on the home office and this home has a beautiful home office on the first floor that's actually quite spacious and quite big. However, they determined early on that the two working from home can't work from the same office, even though the space is good with everybody on Zoom calls all day, especially right now, you need to be able to have separate quarters where you shut the door. So as we were designing the office and she was trying to figure out where she would work and she is on Zoom calls all day, and I said, I know we haven't furnished the spare bedroom yet. How often are you going to have people in? Who's coming in? And she said, Honestly, I don't think anybody is going to be coming in for at least a year, maybe more. And I said, okay, so let's just think about this. You're going to buy a bed and a dresser to put in there and you're going to walk by that room every day after you get dressed and walk out of your master bedroom and go downstairs and no one's going to use it for over a year. And yet you need a place where you can go and close the door. Why doesn't that become your office? And she was like, oh my God, I can do that. And I said, yes, you can do that. And yes, you should do that. It is a room in your house that's going to sit virtually empty or sit with a bed that nobody uses. So I said, why don't we set it up for now? And what we can do is we don't have to have the same level of office furniture we're buying for the main floor if you want. There are some definitely really good looking things at a lower price point we can put in there. This way, if you decide at some point, maybe you do put a bed in there, but you do keep a desk in there still because you may still want to work. Or if you have to move the desk to the basement or somewhere else, or maybe you're not going to work from home anymore at some point, at least you don't feel like you have a major investment. But why are we going to have a room that you walk by every day that has a door that has the privacy you need and have it set up as a room you're never going to use? So again, she just said to me, oh my God, I can do that. And the amount of stress that released by just knowing this now just made the biggest difference in the world because now she has a room that she can go to. And especially now where we all need extra space and some extra privacy for work and all these other things, yes, take that room and use that. And just having the conversation and just talking about it and releasing that parameter, well, that's the guest bedroom, instead of questioning it and going, well, 
how often do we have guests? Now, it's not just because of COVID. They actually don't have guests come that often. Some people don't. And so that's another way to look at it. I mean, some families have guests all the time. And again, this is, you know, regardless of COVID. So you have to think about what's going to work for you. Because if you're somebody that has to have somebody come live with you temporarily, or you have guests all the time, you're going to want to make sure you do have that space. But in this case, they didn't need it. So let's use it for something that, you know, everybody needs. And this way, everybody has their space. So just being able to kind of really talk about it and pose the question just makes all the difference in the world. The other room that's obsolete, like the dining room is also the living room. So I look at living rooms very differently now too. There's a client recently who has their family room off the kitchen, but it's a small family room. And they do have a couple kids and the living room flows right off of that. And it's a really nice, airy, beautiful, big space. And so the discussion has been, let's make it a room we gravitate to. So for some people, that means it's a second family room or an adult family room. And for some families, it means they do put a TV there. For some families, it's a real entertaining area set up more like a lounge with like four big swivel chairs around a round coffee table. Again, look at the space as how are we going to use it? What is going to invite us in? There's no need having rooms, especially right now during COVID, that you don't use. With everybody home, with homeschooling and working, we all need our space. And we need to use our space and utilize it well. So the living room is another room that you really don't want to think, well, it's the living room. It needs to be the dressier room, the room that we only use a couple times a year. Not necessary. The room can still look dressy and pretty and be forgiving and not so precious and comfortable. And again, make it feel like it invites you in. Gravitate to that room that you want to go to. I, not long ago, changed my dining room from a much more formal set to a little bit more informal round table. And I changed the paint colors and I had some different chairs. And we spend more time in that room now than we ever did. It's right off the kitchen. And the round table, we sort of gravitate to it more. We sit there and we did puzzles during COVID. Sometimes one of us sits with a laptop. Sometimes when we have friends over, a friend and I might grab our drinks and sit there instead of in the living room or instead of in the kitchen. So what that really showed me was you know, the colors, the table, it became more inviting and we wanted to be in there. It felt warm. It felt like you wanted to be in there. So think about your rooms that way when you're designing them and when you're thinking about the usage of them. It's important to determine the usage first and then come up with the design and make it pretty after that. So that's really the most important thing and sort of do away with all these rules that you think you have going. The other thing I want to talk to you about is having thoughts about things that you already own that simply do not work in your new home or your new lifestyle. And we all tend to do this. I'm guilty of it too. You've invested in something. It's still quote good. It doesn't work in the new space at all. It doesn't function right. It actually is a hindrance, but you feel like I've spent this money, so I'm keeping it. And that is another way of blocking you from having things that work properly in your home. We want to try to sort of, quote, make it fit. We want to try to make, you know, it's like putting the square peg in the round hole sometimes and we force it. And you notice when you do that, it's something that 
subconsciously every day is there in your head. Like, I wish that wasn't here. I wish I had this. I wish the table was bigger. I wish the table was smaller. Whatever it is, because it's not right, it will wane on you and it will hinder what you need to do in the space. There are certain things that you move with that are just not going to work in the new house. There's things that you should bring temporarily for sure, but ultimately if they're not going to work and you force them to work, you are constantly and forever going to be frustrated. I've done it to myself. I've seen it happen and you will forever be frustrated. So it's really important to let that block go and think of something as, you know, you know, I've spent money on something and so you create this thought that you have to keep it. You just must keep it. And what happens is that really blocks you from living the way you want and the way you need. So you need to look at it differently. You need to look at it as one of two ways. One is, well, maybe depending on what we spent on this piece and what we already use it for so far, it gave us what we needed and it paid for itself in some respects. Or you kind of amortize it over how many years you had it and what you spent on it, right? There's also these wonderful tag sales through Facebook to recoup some of the money and not be at a full loss for it. Because really, you will be at a much bigger loss if you live with something that doesn't work for your home, that doesn't function for your home, that takes up too much mental negative space. So I give you permission to also release all of those things and change how you look at that as well. And that's a really big thing. And it could be anything from a piece of furniture you've brought to, I had this happen in my powder room, which is not very big, but the tile floor It was fresh, it was clean, it was nice, but it was not to my liking at all. And it was a small amount of square footage. But I felt like when we moved in, the people who had lived here before had just put it in and it just seemed so wasteful for me to rip it up. But every time I walked into that powder room, which was a few times a day, we use it on the main floor of our house all the time and I work from home, it bugged me. It bugged me every day, it bugged me, it bugged me. And I let it bug me for too long. And finally, when I just ripped it up and put the new tile in, and it wasn't that expensive, by the way, oh my God, it changed the whole thing. So just something as small as that. So by the way, it could be a faucet. I've changed out my sink faucet before and it makes a whole big difference, like my sink faucet in the kitchen. Sometimes just changing some knobs on some cabinetry. So we tend to latch onto these things and just think that they can't be changed. There's too much of an investment. And sometimes that's the case, but usually not. And usually if it's just not working, it's a higher cost to keep it. So I want you to try to think of it also a little bit differently as well. So initially the thought is, whoa, we have so much more space than we had in the city, in any type of city setting or city living, right? And so it seems like so much more space that you're like, yeah, we'll just set it up as a dining room or set it up as a living room. And in some cases it may actually work just fine. But feel okay to question yourself and say, are we going to use this as that? And, you know, the thing is, is that even in a large house, sometimes layouts are a little wacky. I've seen it. And so take into consideration the layout of your own home, the lifestyle of your family and yourself, and everyone is unique and different and has different things that are advantages to them and things that could be disadvantages the way the space is laid out. So depending on your lifestyle and what seems to be maybe the disadvantage, make that disadvantage work for you. So if there's one little area of that house that you just bought and you're like, hmm, I don't know how that would work for me, it's okay to question it and think about it differently. So always start with thinking of the function of the space first, and then you decorate it after. And then the function of the things you're putting in it first, and then 
okay, based on that function, what's the prettiest one? And that's really a lot of times my thought process with putting a room together. And that's why oftentimes the rooms will land up where my clients are feeling really good being in them and they're functioning for them. Because the most beautiful design, if it doesn't work for you, it's not great design. So I'll just leave you with that. So let me just reframe and recap a little bit for you. Take the time to look at things differently with a different eye, have an open mind, question yourself, throw out the rules even temporarily just to spark some creativity, imagination, and some ideas for yourself. Know that the guest bedroom doesn't have to be a guest bedroom. It could be an office. It could be a multi-purpose room. It could be a meditation room. It could be a yoga room. It could be a music room. It could be where the kids do the homeschooling. The living room is maybe it's a second family room. Maybe it's a bigger playroom. Maybe the dining room becomes more of a den. Maybe, you know, whatever your life is dictating to you and what you need, I give you permission. I release you from all those mental blocks that are stopping you from really living the best life in your new home. I hope this episode helped you today. I hope you gained a little bit different perspective on your house and on your spaces and looked at them a little bit or will look at them a little bit more creatively. And these are all obstacles I've been through myself as well. So it's good to learn from it and develop a better sense of what is right for you and what is right for your family. So this truly is coming from my home to yours today because I've been there before. So I grant you permission and go for it. Have the home of your dreams. Take care. Bye. So I hope you're enjoying this show. I know for me, it's been amazing and I love connecting with all the guests I've had on and connecting with you, the audience. So it's still a young podcast. And so in celebration of that, I want to announce a second giveaway promotion. I am going to be giving away one of my online one-to-one digital services. It is a $500 value. It is ideal to help you if you are moving and need to start getting some decorating done for your home. So all you have to do to win is subscribe, rate, and review this show, and I will pick someone at random. It will probably be selected within the next four to six weeks. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.